You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. God wants us to present ourselves to Him. If we try to start with verse 2, rules, standards, convictions, we make that the priority. It may be exciting for a while, but it won't last. God has to have your heart. I'm going to stand before God one day. I'll stand like you will not stand. Hebrews says, I'm going to give an account of this church to God. Thus, one of my main tasks in life is to try to keep the world out. I'm to be a restrainer. We had many restrainers in America. Roloff was a restrainer. He was looked at as a nut by many, kind of strange, but he restrained. Dr. John Rice was looked at as a nut by somebody restrained. Tom Malone, Lee Robertson, these great men of God, Harold Seitler, Bobby Robertson, they restrained. Curtis Hudson restrained. Tried to, tried to constantly go to the churches around America and restrain and say, let's live for God. Tonight we begin a series different, Brother Cooper, what he'll begin on Wednesday, but very similar as he said. I'm speaking tonight for the next four nights, four Sunday nights on the battle. The battle. We're in a battle. I'm in a battle for you. I'm in a battle for your home. Well, you, you call it rules if you want. Call it standards if you want. Call it convictions if you want. God's Word calls, whenever there's something like that, purity, holiness, godliness, righteousness. Righteousness exalted the nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. We see the result of sin in our nation. But we're seeing sin out of Washington, D.C. Everything's sin. How to lead guys every sin imaginable. How to have children having surgeries to change them from a boy into a girl. Now, young kids be below the age of 12. And pay for it. And the military's changing and surgeries to change you, whatever you need to be. And we're marching on the streets. And we think all this is so very important uh, to go ahead and do your own thing. Uh, wickedness abounding on every hand. And uh, I remember years ago, a preacher was preaching here. It was when AIDS was just coming out. And he said, we're going to get a remedy one day for AIDS. But because you don't change your heart, the next thing will be worse. Uh, Monkeypox. He just said at the time. And America leads the way. America leads the way out of any other nation killing babies. And you run for office and they're protesting the, the Supreme Court houses because they did not endorse, uh, they, they fought against Roe versus Wade. That's an evil thing to fight. I'm thinking, what in the world are you talking about? We're calling evil good and good evil. I know what I say tonight. I'll be gracious and kind. And I know in my heart that the vast majority of you won't agree with it. Maybe tonight you will, but over the next several years you won't. Many shall 
come in my name and say, have we not prophesied in thy name and cast out devils in your name? And God said, depart from me, I never knew you. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Many will go into these perilous times, lovers of their own selves. Pastors basically today are suggesters. I don't think I'll have that special, my brother. I thought I was going to call him Brother Martinez, so you can sleep somewhere else if you like, Brother. Uh, thank you for all your work over there. Pastors are suggesters, and we got to do it very kind so we don't offend anybody. But that's not what soldiers of Jesus Christ do. God's Word says, verse number two, and He makes it very clear in verse number two, be not conformed, squeezed into. God doesn't want you squeezed. Some of you have friends that are squeezing you into things. That you ought not to, you ought to just break friendship. He that walketh as wise men, Proverbs 13, 20. He that walketh the wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Well, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You say, well, they're my dear friends, but they're my dear, no, no, no. If they're going down the wrong path, don't be rude, don't be unkind, but you cannot fraternize, you're violating the Word of God. Be not conformed, squeezed into, what does he say? Squeezed into the world. Tonight, the battle I present to you is with the world. Is with the world. And God doesn't suggest, God makes it very clear, be not conformed. Don't get squeezed into this world, but be transformed. Be different. The church is looking for Christians to be different. Why are we trying to look like the world, act like the world, walk like the world, talk like the world, sing like the world? No, the world can do the world thing, but friend, we are not of the world. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, squeeze in the mold of this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Christian life tonight is not a picnic. I was singing in my study recently, it's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven. We used to sing it in high school all the time. For many are the thorns on the way. It's not an easy road, but the Savior, He's with us. His presence gives us hope every day. No, no, it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road. The Christian life is not easy. I know His yoke is easy, and I know the way of the transgressor is hard, but you'll stick out like a sore thumb. The world will think you're an idiot. But I'm not concerned about the approval of the world. I'm, a, I'm concerned at one day in my journey and getting to see my Savior first of all. And I love to hear that, well done. Jack, you did a good job. You stayed true. You held the line. People thought you were crazy. Preachers would write things about you. Other Christians thought you were nut. The, 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 the government that used to like you and just call you, they think you're an idiot now. They, the government likes to move against us. Wait a minute, I'm, I don't care what the government thinks or what somebody else, I am responsible to God. It's not an easy road. Roloff said it's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation field. Am I a soldier of the cross? A follower of the land? 
So others fight and win the go over bloody seas while others fight and win the cause over bloody seas. No, I must fight if I'm to win. Increase my courage, Lord. Young man in the elementary, junior high, high school, college, young adult, you need some men of courage again. Men that are stand up for stand up for Jesus. He soldiers of the cross. I don't think it's too late for America. I think America can come back, but it's not going to come back through capitulation, where all of a sudden we just decide that we're just going to get along with every kumbaya. Oh, how we ought to be not conformed to this world. It's a book that my wife's uncle wrote. In fact, honey, I pulled it out. It's dedicated to your grandparents, to Gus Gus Swanson, Rockville, Illinois, godly parents-in-law. He would be over 100 if he was still alive. Moody Press published it 40, 42 years ago. He was a professor of a non-denominational large, one of the largest institutions in America. But he and his son wrote this book, What in the World, on the book of Jude, what in the world has gotten into the church? <laughs> I don't know if they'd publish it anymore. But whoa, what a book. He said, our pulpits are not taking a stand against sodomy. This is 1981. He said, we need to understand, a clear understanding of the world that we live in. And we must not embrace this world and bring it into our church. The world, the flesh, the devil. Tonight I want to speak to you about the world. The world in the Bible, one, is referred to as the universe. This big ball, this big thing that's floating around. This is the world. God's word says the sun, the moon, the stars. It's the world, this universe. We live in a wonderful place. All the mountains, from sea to shining sea, the beautiful seas, the rivers, the rocks, the rills, the trees. Oh, we live in a beautiful place. And God calls this the world. Uh, When I consider the works of the hand, the sun, the moon, the stars, what is man that thou mindful of him? What a wonderful world we live in. I love to see the sunset. I love to see the sunrise. I think it comes up about 9.30 or 10 in the morning, doesn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not normally up by that time, but it comes up late. I know that. It is coming up late now these days. But I want you to know the world is, is such a beautiful place. Such a beautiful place. But not only is the world, the circle, the globe, the ball, It is a system in the Bible. It's the world's affairs, and we're going to look at that tonight. The the world's affairs, what they do. And then thirdly, it's a philosophy. God calls it, in the Greek, the adorning. And there's a philosophy in this world that is anti-God. Tonight I want to introduce to you Another biblical perspective and definition of the world, it's to have an earthly desire. Paul says in Corinthians, we can have a heavenly desire or an earthly desire, a worldly desire. And you're going to have to figure it out tonight as a Christian where your desire lays, where it lies. Earth, the, the world is the earthly pleasures of this earth. And that's why we lay not up for ourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal and destroy, but we lay up treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt nor thieves break through and steal. Now tonight, everything that God has for us, 
Satan has a counterfeit. We have to be smart enough to understand that. Everything that God has, there'll be a counterfeit. There's such a thing as a biblical church. Well, there's such a thing as an unbiblical church. There's such a thing as dress. And there is a dress that is godly and modest and appropriate, and there's ungodly dress. And it's based off of the flesh. There's such a thing as music. God's music. He tells us what it is, Ephesians 5.18. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to God. God has spiritual songs. We sang tonight, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. We sang about heaven. Uh, The great songs about, we, we sang about sweet by and by. And uh, there's a land that's fairer than that. We sang about heaven tonight. They sang these various songs. They were spiritual songs. I have a car, and this car I have has just for a little while now XM radio on it. And on Saturday while I'm out, I go to these four stations. I played it for my wife. I said, listen to this. And I'll tell you what, the acid, acid, acid rock music I wish I, would, uh, I wish I would have just got a sample for you. Acid rock, but it's Christian. And I went to the next stage. I said, listen to this. And, and she goes, what in the world? And, 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 and the acid rock. You see, everything that God has, Satan has a mimic. Satan wants to take what we have and destroy it. Do you think Satan, Satan's praying tonight? I think you said it in our office where we prayed. I think you did somewhere. We prayed together today. And the, the devil is not praying for these men to go in the ministry. The devil's not praying that these girls would be Proverbs 31 and our girls throughout the auditorium and you dear ladies would be Proverbs 31. He's not praying that you'll be virtuous women. He's going to do everything in his power to destroy that because the wiles of the devil, the darts of the devil, he is going to see where he can get you and destroy your life and destroy my life. And so we see that the devil has an attire, the devil has music, the devil has a philosophy. All right, here's a philosophy. I'm thankful you talked to the men about being masculine. That was on my prayer list last night with the men of the church. Pray for masculinity. Because the devil's going to teach men to be soft. And he's going to teach women to be strong. It popped up on my phone. I, I don't know the guy. I guess he's a big, big name. And, and all of a sudden I saw this man and he, it looked like it was about three months ago. He had a tuxedo on. But as you looked at it, it had a flowing dress from here down that would gone down here, halfway down, I mean, halfway down this area here. He had this beautiful dress on with it. I don't know what the guy was, some movie star or something. And they're all lauding him, saying, the courage that that took. No, he's a sissy. You're either a man or you're a woman. And the dream to find who you are is blasphemy against God. And the devil would like men to act like women and women to act like men. Isaiah chapter 3, in these last days, women shall rule over us and children shall rule over us. That's what the Bible says in the last days. Chapter 4 of that, Isaiah, that's 3. Chapter 4, we have the tribulation coming. And the last days, men are going to, I just, I love your... By the way, men don't wear outfits. I love your outfit. I heard, heard a fellow say that not long ago. I love your outfit. 
tell me you love my outfit. I love, I love your Look at those socks. We're not going to the zoo or the party or anything, are we? Are Brother Luke, God bless you. My son influenced him years ago, and he's been warped ever since. Good, guys. You're all right over here. Good. You think it's okay to act effeminate, you're blaspheming God. In the beginning, God created, I know in our schools they're teaching right now, there's, I know they say, I think there's 64 genders, but they're, up to, they're, they're teaching eight this year. Everything's slapping God in the face. Earth, earth climate change is slapping God. This puny little man is not in charge of the weather. God says he sendeth the frost, he sendeth the rain, he sendeth the, the thunder, he sends the storms. God is in charge. You see, well, the Pope came out and said, man, we're destroying the planet. We need to take heed to, to the climate change. No, Mr. Pope, we're not in charge of that. If you think you're in charge of it, I'd like to have snow tomorrow. I've ordered it. How foolish to think we're in charge of the weather. Man's not in charge of the weather. Have so much to say about that. I'm not, I'm not against, I'll just throw this in for free. Hadn't planned on, I'm not against these electric cars. I think they're kind of cool. But I've been saying it for years. That they did it in one of the cities in Colorado this week. They shut the power off to homes. They put you in electric cars and then they shut your power off. You ever hear of a smart meter that we all have? They can control our heat as they did in Colorado, 78 degrees and below. You couldn't run your air conditioner this week because from the central division, they shut it off. Guess what's going to happen when they get us all electric cars? They'll restrict where you can go. Now, until we do that, let's, I like the electric cars. That's great. Now, I, 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 don't send me an email about it. I don't get emails anyway like that. <laughs> Everything that the devil, God has, the devil has a mimic. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John. In 1 John chapter 2, compromise, loving this world in our churches is not going to spare our nation. It will not spare our nation. God says, don't be conformed, squeezed in, but be transformed, be another person, renewed. That means renewed is a complete change. When you get be saved, that any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The goal is not to please yourself and get people to look at you. The goal is to please Jesus Christ. My Bible says in 1 John 2, let's read verse 15. And notice the word world in 15 and 16 and 17. God says this about the world, this system, this philosophy. Ready, begin. Love not the world. with me in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4, please. One of Paul's 
right-hand man. He was in the evangelistic crusade team with the Apostle Paul. In fact, two years earlier in Philemon verse 24, this man was in the crusade. Great things were happening. Paul was preaching and people were coming to Christ and this man was there. But something happened to him in the next two years. Look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 4, verse 10. Let's read it together. Ready, begin. For Demas hath forsaken me. You know, one of the greatest hurts in pastoring for almost 50 years, the same church, you see a lot turn to the world. You see, many think that the world is the answer. The world is not the answer. And sometimes as I tuck myself in bed at night, I think, Lord, I failed again. They got drawn into the world. I don't know how to do the internet, but I get so much information on a daily basis. I, I get emails printed out to me and I write back to our listeners and I write them out. I know it's archaic and then someone sends them out for me. I get reports and I get pictures and I get all this. I, I am shocked. We've opened school and I don't believe we're just the only school. I think we're the best. But there are other good schools. I text some of those men this week. I, I love these other schools. I thank God for them, what they're trying to do. God bless them. When I'm seeing pictures of young people going to non-denominational Bible causes that used to be sound and the girls all posing in short shorts and jeans are all torn up and guys goofy looking. We're not going to save America like that. That's not a soldier of Jesus Christ. We get, we get music from all these schools. And by the way, we play them on our station. But I noticed this, that we have to pick and choose. I think of one school. We, we used to get all, we did, I really didn't have, we, we sit down in approval sessions. Brother Moyer knows this. And we approve all the music, every song. And so much of it from this particular school, I didn't have to approve it for years and years and years and years and years and decades. It was always right. But now they come, and I can hardly prove anything. I'm not going to put that sound on our station. It's a sound that sounds like a nightclub. I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm just trying to tell you, everybody else can do what they want to do, but I'm going to keep this place by the grace of God, old-time religion, independent, fundamental, separate. And by the way, I'm a Baptist, so we're going to have a Baptist college and a Baptist school. Doesn't mean we're Northern Baptists or American Baptists or Southern Baptists. We're just temperamental Baptists. We're independent Baptists. I get so grieved when I see Christians and I see this young generation, young generation. We, we're, you're, I know I won't see all the results of it down the road. You're younger. But I'm watching these Christian boys getting these little perms, girly haircuts. I don't understand that stuff, fellas. I know you say, well, Trevor, you're old. Yeah, probably I am old. 
But I'd never have seen, I, I, I went to a barber, I like the thing, I found this barber, and, and he cuts my hair, and I kind of like it. But there's a lady that works there too, and she took the next boy, and I'd been talking to that boy, and trying to witness something, and, it, and he went to the girl, and he goes, she goes, well, how do you want it? She goes, you want your, and all of a sudden I see you're putting all these curls in his head. And all this, this goop, I don't know what that stuff, I don't know, I've never seen it done before. I think, son, you have got to be kidding. Don't get, don't, don't get, look, look. We're losing America. We're losing our churches. That's why the 380 some thousand churches in America, the vast majority are closed tonight. We don't need to be closing our churches and closing Wednesday nights and doing all these other little ditties. We need more church as we see the day. You imagine tonight if 385,000 churches were open tonight? Can you imagine had a man stood up and let alone preacher preach the gospel about Jesus Christ as the answer and turned to Christ, turned to him tonight? You imagine what would happen if 385,000 people were preaching the gospel tonight? Go to any major city in America, you can hardly find any church open on Sunday night. Something's wrong. The world so invaded our churches, we are a restrainer from the world. One of the men at prayer either said it or prayed it the other week, a week ago. You drive on this property, and it feels like we left the world out there. The garbage out there, the newspaper out there, the negativity out there. We have the other property filled tonight. That's one acre, 66,000 square foot of building tonight over there. Three stories, it's filled over there. And this building, we're six and a quarter acres. In the Silicon Valley, I know this is not much to other churches in America. We have seven acres in the heart of the Silicon Valley. Worth tens and 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 tens of millions of dollars in the heart of the Silicon Valley. We did not build this building 16 years ago to open it for one hour on Sunday morning. We built this building to use it nonstop. I don't want to be sloppy with it and abuse it, but I want to wear it out, put new carpet in next time. Friend, our church was not built to sit. I'm amazed at you, young man. Then, then I see these ladies, we're doing the opposite. We're, we're getting our hairs cut. You don't know if it's a man or a lady. I said a few weeks ago, I saw this young, sweet little couple, teenage kids. Both had black blue jeans on and black, black jeans on and black t-shirts on. And, but when I got closer, the boy was the girl and the girl was the boy. Something's wrong here. So I was born that way. You, no, God, in the beginning, God created male and female, created he them. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. We're trying to redefine what God has done. We've allowed the world to capture us in the fact that I wonder how many next Sunday will be at Disneyland instead of church. The mountains. The lakes, soon the snow will come, and on Sunday you'll be at the snow and hiking, all this other stuff, and we cast God off. 
And yet God says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is and so much the more as you see the day approaching. He's coming. I heard old brother Mickey Carter preaching last week in Haines City, Florida, and he's 86 years of age, young, and he's preaching away. And he said, he said, that he said several times in the message, I believe Jesus is coming again real soon, real soon. He was not trying to be weird about this, but he got off of this number system and how that 2023 is this particular, and I don't understand all that when they do, but he goes, I really believe he's coming soon, people. Amen. I believe he's coming soon. Amen. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, but I know it's going to be soon. I want to be so ready to meet him by death or by rapture. I pray every day, Lord, today, if I die or if I live or if I'm raptured, I want to be pleasing you today when you come to get me. I don't know where he's going to take me, but I do know this. I don't want to be making friendship with the world. I'll have to try to hasten and be done. Turn with me. Galatians chapter 1. Please. Galatians and chapter 1. Ephesians, uh, 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 Romans and, and 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Galatians chapter 1, right before Ephesians. Look what he says in Verse number four, who gave himself, this is Jesus. Jesus gave himself. You think of that bruising and battering and the blood that was spilled and the nailing and the scourging. He gave himself for our sins that he might, watch this, deliver us from this present evil world. He did that so I would not mirror this world but I'd be marrying the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians, back up, if you would, one book in chapter 4. In 2 Corinthians 4, I'd like you to read it with me. Verse 3, I'll read, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Would you read verse 4, chapter 4, verse 4 of 2 Corinthians, ready, begin. And whom the God of this world See, we won't get the gospel to these if we diminish the, the, the gospel. The world's lost. The whole world was lost in the darkness of sin. The light of the world is Jesus. But if we, if we compromise our Christianity, our faith, what Jesus Christ delivers from, we, we will not reach this next generation. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter is toward the end of the Bible. The book of 1 Peter, and in chapter number 4, it's page 13, 15 in my Bible. In 1 Peter, in chapter number 4, I don't want you to read with me. Uh, I'll read with you in just a moment, but verse number 2, and he hath no longer that we should live the rest of the time in the flesh to fulfill the lust of the man, but the will of God. For in times past, in times past, our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walk in lasciviousness. What is that? Just out of control. Lust, excessive wine, revelings, banqueting, bominal heritage. Think it not strange that ye run not with them to the same excess. 
God says, I don't want you to go down that path. I don't want you to go. Don't, people are going to think you're weird. We're not going to the nightclub. We're not going to the shows. We're not going to the dance. We're not going to the shoot up. We're not going for drugs. We're not going for marijuana. We're not going for immorality. We're going to, by the grace of God, not to think ourselves more highly than him, but to please him who gave himself for us. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2. In 2 Peter 2, verse 10, verse 19, and they promised them liberty. What is this? These, these false teachers. In fact, let me back it up for the sake of time to get you all there. Verse 1, but there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, heresies even denying the Lord that brought them bought them and, 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 and bring upon themselves swift destruction and many shall follow their pernicious, their dangerous ways by reason. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise. Now they're doing to rip you off. Oh, but if you look at this, verse 19, they promise liberty. They themselves are servants of corruption. Notice if you will, verse number 20, ready? Begin. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, turn with me to James chapter 1, please, just back a book or so. James chapter 1, you're doing so well. Verse 26 If any man seem to be religious and brighteth not his tongue, he deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is in vain. What is pure religion? Would you read this, verse 27? Would you read verse 27? Ready? Begin. Pure religion. You see, God says, I don't want you like the world. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, 1 John 5. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith overcomes this world. We, we lust after what's here. I, I wish it could be like them. I don't want to be strange. Forget about what you think you want to be. What pleases God? I do, Jesus said, I do all those, all those things that please my Father. When we get up, we ought to look in the mirror. Do I, do I please you? I know some of us don't have very much to work with, but also know whatever I have to work with, I hope I can please the Lord. I hope I can die looking like a preacher. Now you describe what that is, I don't know, but I will describe, I, I, can, I will say, but I will say this, I passed a track again the other day, and the man said to me as I passed a track, he goes, I knew there was something about you, you had to be some kind of religious person. I said, why would you say that? He goes, you look the part. I want to look the part. I don't want to look like a, the beach part. I don't want to look like the nightclub singer. I want to look like I'm a representative as an ambassador the Bible calls me for the King of Kings. I told our class this morning, I know the Bible says after my departure, when I'm dead and gone, 
generally churches like this vote in a different type of man than what you've had. This school had 5,000 people. It had hundreds of missionaries. It was running 12,000, Dr. Lee Robertson. But they didn't want a Dr. Lee Robertson, the next guy, and the next guy. Tonight, all those buildings are sold and gone, and Camp Joy is gone, and the radio is gone, and the music halls are gone, and the dormitories are gone. I believe churches ought to be perpetual. I'm doing everything in my power so that when God takes me home, the next man is set with buildings that are both properties that are built and remodeled and ready to go and money that can take the gospel around the world and schools that are established. And I hope and pray that 45 years from now when I die, the next pastor will take this to new heights and from heaven I look down as it glory to God, it's living on, it's still going. Praise God, souls are walking the aisle today. People are getting saved, men are being called to preach. I don't want this thing to die. I don't want this to be a ghost town on Sunday nights. There's a song in our song book, you don't know the song, it's old. It's page 471, take the world, but give me Jesus. All the joys are but a name, but his love abideth ever through eternal years the same. Oh, the height and depth of mercy. Second stanza, take the world, but give me Jesus. Sweetest comfort of my soul. Third stanza, take the world, but give me Jesus. Let me view his constant smile. Force that, take the world, but give me Jesus. In his cross, my trust shall be. You're going to have to decide. You're going to have to decide. On Sunday night, youth hour, we'd sing it a lot. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. I know, college students, most of you will always have a love for us or a kindness to us, but I know you'll leave here and they'll start nipping at you, and I know many of you will go down another path. I know it. I've lived long enough. I've seen it long before I was a college president. I know it's going to happen. But you know there's going to be this preacher over here and this one over here and this missionary over here and this faithful, godly woman over here they're going to stand for God. They'll stand up, stand up for Jesus. Most run. But you young men, I want to tell you something. You're looking at one of the men that has the most fulfilled life. As I look back on this journey called life, because together, this church, I came to you and I said, here's what I believe with those 20 people, and here's what we're going to practice and we haven't wavered on that. You get that list and you're, you become a member of our church. It's listed there. You, you hear me give it out to once a year to all the various ministries. And we've been going down that path. And you know, as I look back through the years, I don't regret. I know a lot have said we, we don't believe like that church believes. I know that. And many have left the old time religion. But I guarantee it. You watch this. We're down out of our own church this year. 
We just graduated so many of our own kids, I think 13 of our own. So instead of having 60 in Bible college out of our church, we have 49. Most churches are fortunate to have two. You can say what you want, but it's been working. That Christian school has produced over 200 full-time Christian workers. And over 200 adults are in this church as graduates and their kids are now in our school. I want you to know that you're going to have to come to the point where it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. For to me to live is Christ. Christ who is my life, Colossians 4, 3. We have to get to the point that I may know him. There's going to have to be some no's and say, well, the church, no. Why don't you establish some of your no's? Well, it's not, I say, if you want to know the will of God, just keep saying yes. God gives you opportunities. Yes, I'll go do that. But why don't you create some no's that's not from the church? Those are just a few little things. Why don't you go way beyond what the church says? Why don't you make some rules in your life? Our church doesn't have this rule. We don't have any rule at all about what you watch on television. Maybe we should, but we don't. But Heather and Amy knows, well, I was preaching for her dad, their dad in Connecticut 40, about almost 38, 39 years ago. And I went back to my room that night and I turned the TV on to get some news. And there was thing, some type of new, it wasn't internet yet, it was cable, or, and there was some pornography on there. I'll never forget. I, I, I didn't try to see that, and I, I shut it off, and I tre- my trembling. And I fell on my knees and said, God, you know I didn't try to see that. You know I didn't look for that, it just was there. I went to brush my teeth, came back, and there it was. We didn't have cell phones. I called my wife. I said, wife, here's what just happened. I want you to know about this. And I'm pledging right now, I will never, ever, ever again watch a television by myself, ever. Shortly thereafter, I was in my hotel room. I was preaching somewhere in the south. Curtis Hudson called me. He said, Brother Jack, we've been preaching tonight. There's Monday Night Football. Let's watch it together. He came in my room. We watched it. I like that. I've never watched a ball. I've never watched one thing ever for almost 40 years. Oh, what a good Christian. No. You know why I did that? I'm not a good Christian. I'm a rotten Christian. Put no confidence in the flesh. If my wife is downstairs, I'm not watching the TV upstairs. I don't know if I have enough courage to say no to some things. Now, I don't want to one day lose this ministry and disgrace the name of Christ because being so weak, you're not as strong as, but, but, but seek to be strong for God. Please him, we're out of time. I'm not near where I want to be. Let's stand together. As we stand, there's a battle. And tonight, you don't let the world set the standard in your life. Don't let it set your hairdo and your dress and your music and your philosophy. 
I, I don't want any world in this church. I, I want by the grace of God to please him. Now, there may be other churches that are better than us and stronger than us, and that, that's up to them. But I don't want to have less of God. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father, uh, these people have been patient with me for years, decades. And I'm not here to try to harm them or hurt them. But I want them to have good lives, good marriages, good families. But compromise, compromise will never build a good marriage, never build a good church. Help our teenage parents, our parents that have teenagers, not to have the home philosophy and the church philosophy of the school. It, it doesn't match. Help them to see how important it is to mirror Lord, I wonder, and I won't take a poll, I wonder how many even agree. But my job's not to get people to agree. My job is to preach the Word. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.